What is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of Since We Last Spoke with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth, and this one, rolling solo this time, and this is going to be a uh, special episode, so to speak. The good brother 12 Kyle, which if you're not listening to the 12 Kyle podcast, what are you doing? Get familiar. He had a he had an episode a while back where he talked about where he came from. And I always thought that was a really, really cool concept and a real dope theme with that. And I figured I would try my hand at that as well, you know, just to give you all a little inside baseball of where I'm from and how I became the person that I am and how that community shaped me. So for those of you all that don't know or don't follow 12 Kyle, he is from Florence, South Carolina. And the main highway in Florence, South Carolina, is Highway 52. If you take Highway 52 east for about an hour and 20 minutes, you're going to pass through Lake City, South Carolina. You're going to pass through King Street, South Carolina. You're going to pass through St. Stephen. And the next town that you hit will be my hometown, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. And when I get asked where I'm from, it's always always an interesting response. Because a lot of white people, when they ask me where I'm from, and I tell them I'm from Monk's Corner, a lot of times their next response is going to be, how far is that from Myrtle Beach? Whereas with black folks, even local black folks, when they ask me where I'm from, and I tell them I'm from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, without fail, the follow-up response is, Monk's Corner, yo, oh, shit, yo, you know Charlemagne? Every single time. but. To answer that, well, to answer both questions, Myrtle Beach is about two hours from me, and I do know Charlamagne. I went to high school with him, and yeah, he's he's doing all right. You know, he uh, back then he was just little Larry with the big fro that was always in ISS, and now he's he make making a name for himself. But that's another story for another day, and also. Another notable person from the town of Monk's Corner is, so some of y'all may know if you're in the church, is uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. He's the pastor of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Interesting tidbit, he and I were actually best friends growing up. Like, we spent weekends at each other's houses and stuff. But, again, that's another story for another day. Monk's Corner. It's a just a little small town. Well, growing up, it the population was probably about, I'll say forty, maybe forty five hundred to five thousand people. I think the latest the latest census population tally that I saw was in twenty twenty one. Says Monk's Corner's population is thirteen thousand six hundred and eighty eight. It's the county seat of Berkeley County, which happens to be the biggest county in the state of South Carolina. One high school, everybody knew each other. Uh, one of the big gathering places was McDonald's. That was like McDonald's. You could almost put that as the as the capital of Monk's Corner. Seriously, like after the high school football games, even the people from the neighboring towns, like from Cross and from St. Stephen, every Friday night, whenever the football games were over, everybody and their mom flocked to that McDonald's parking lot. And there was a lot of good times back then. And we had a Hardee's. 
And those were, as far as fast food goes, those were the two mainstays for a while. And I remember, gosh, it might have been 87 when we got a Burger King. And that line, open the night of Burger King, that line was literally wrapped around the building and probably a mile and a half down the road. It was it was bananas. And I'll tell you some some other big restaurant, well, not big restaurant, but other local restaurants that were very popular amongst corner. We had Branton's Red Robin, which was probably my favorite. I used to go there all the time as a kid and I would get the my requisite cherry sundae, which is basically it basically was just vanilla ice cream with a shitload of cherries in the in the cup. And I would get the chicken tenders with the French fries. Had to make sure I had extra honey mustard to go with it. And then we had the Dock Restaurant, which is a seafood place, which was literally on the dock of the Tail Race Canal, which is a river that basically runs through Monk's Corner and bleeds into the Cooper River. And we, I remember going there all the time to get see to eat seafood, me and the fam. And back then, when you ordered a Coca Cola, they actually would serve the Coca Cola in the glass bottles, which I thought was which I thought was really cool. And excuse me, the other big, big time uh, restaurant in Monk's Corner was a restaurant called Howard's Restaurant, which is right by the railroad tracks, and. We used to go there all the time for breakfast. That's that's what their that's what their bread and butter is. And they always they always got bonus points for me because they always carried the Roddenberry's cane patch syrup. That is the best syrup on the planet. I don't even think they make that anymore, which is a shame. Back then we actually had there was actually a movie theater in Monk's Corner. It was the Swamp Fox Drive-In. This was like way back in the, gosh, it might have closed, I want to say mid-80s. I remember, if I, if memory serves me correct, we went there to see the first Superman movie. And I don't have a great memory of, like a very vivid memory of it. I just remember, because I was like four or five years old, but I do remember going to that drive-in and thinking it was super cool that we didn't have to drive all the way to Charleston to see a movie. And Monk's Corner is also comprised of several different neighborhood neighborhoods. I mean, you had Cordsville, you had Murraysville, Haynesville, Santee Circle, Mitten Lane, Wall Street, Perry Hill. Man, uh, Highway 7, 17A, Highway 6, Whitesville. Man, if if I forgot your neighborhood... Forgive, you know, blame my head and not my heart. But you know, if if you follow me on social media, you know that the neighborhood that I claim is Long Ridge. Now, Long Ridge is super, like back, especially back then, it was super rural. I mean, to the point where cable wasn't available in our neighborhood because it just the cable company, which is the only cable company in Monk's Corner, so they had basically had a monopoly on everything. It was called Home Telephone, and it just the cable didn't re, the cable didn't get in our neighborhood until literally the late nineties. 
there will be a guy in the neighborhood that will go door to door every single year with a petition and he would have everybody sign that piece of paper and take it to home telephone for so they can bring some cable to us. And also, we were so rural that we didn't even have street names at the at that time. It literally was just basically just a generic set of numbers. For instance, once we got street names, the main road in Long Ridge is called Long Ridge Road. But as far as mailing addresses, like our particular mailing address back then was Route 1, Box 2655, which is the most Little House on the Prairie sounding shit ever. And we eventually got street names. It was Long Ridge Road is the main road. And then you got Maceo Road and Queenie Road were the main art are the main arteries in Long Ridge. Queenie Road was actually named after my great grandmother Queenie, who was a pillar in the community. And she's probably the only great well, not probably, she is the only great grandparent that I remember being around while I was still alive. Well, while she was still alive. And I remember going to her house and just always playing in her kitchen and I would crawl under her sink and play with her pots and pans. And I just remember her being a very, very, very sweet lady. She passed away when I was six years old, but I I still have vivid memories of going to visit her. And as it is, as how it is sometimes in what was common in a lot of black communities is you have the the candy ladies. I don't know if y'all have them in y'all or if y'all grew up whatever neighborhood you grew up in, whether or not y'all had the candy lady. I actually think we had, well, yeah, we had two candy ladies actually. It was uh, Miss Lizzie and Miss Bessie, who we called Money, and they always held us down in the summertime. Miss Lizzie. We was we would uh me and some of my homies we would go to the church that was right up the street, which Canaan Christian Church for the summer feeding program. But before we went to the church, we would walk to her house and just get nothing but pixie get pixie sticks. We would get the little Debbie Star Crunch and we would get blow pops. And by the time we walked to the church, we were already already on our sugar rush. And man, I. I miss those times. And then Miss Miss Money, she actually in the summertime, she also had the pixie sticks. But unlike Miss Lizzie, she also would cook like French fries and hamburgers. And unbeknownst to me, I got my crash course in building credit with money because you didn't have to always have money whenever you ordered what you wanted to get from her. So I would get fries, I'll get my pixie sticks, and I would get a hot dog. And she would fry, she would cook the fries just right on the spot. And she was like, I'll just put it on, you know, I'll just bill you for it and put it on your tab. And then as long as you pay me in full by the end of the week, we're good. You know, and she just instilling the concept of credit in me when I was, gosh, I might have been eight or nine years old at the time. But yeah, I I miss her. She used to live in, she lived in a trailer in this dirt road that was 
pretty much across the street from my house. And I used to go over there and play with her son, Poot, every day. And we'd act like we were WWE wrestlers. And I'll never forget, I was thinking I was Lex Luger. And I put him in the torture rack one day. And he, I guess he had just finished eating his lunch. And I put him in the torture rack, which basically, I just put him over, carried him over my shoulder. And just and just rocking with him, just like rocking while he was standing on my shoulders and all of that food, he threw everything up and land, and it just fell all up, splattered all over my shirt. Ugh, that was a that was a rough day. But another thing I love about Long Ridge is just the the community. Everybody knew each other, or well, everybody knows each other. I mean, it was especially growing up, it was pretty much everybody was in a two-parent household and everybody looked out for each other. If you got in trouble with one family or you got in trouble with a, yeah, if you got in trouble with one family, they would notify your parents and then it was just double trouble. But I miss those days. I wouldn't trade those days for the world. Going to Lee Williams' house, shoot hoops with him, and going to Corey Williamson's house, God rest his soul, and playing catch with him and playing baseball out and coming to my house to play baseball, thinking we were King Griffey Jr. Man, times were simple. And we had actually had a, a legit store in Long Ridge called Bill's Store. Well, it was really called Harold's Grocery, but every Sunday evening, my parents and me and my sister, we would walk there probably about a 20 minute walk and mom and dad would get their pig's feet and I would get my, Oh God, believe me and my fat. I really had it bad for pixie sticks, but I would get my pixie sticks and I think my sister would get pixie sticks too. And I remember when we were walking back and mom let me take a bite of the pickled pig's feet that she had. And that vinegar punched me straight in the face. I took one bite and I threw up all over myself. That was, it was bad, but again, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Long Ridge made me who I am. I think my laid backness, my laid back demeanor, really came from just living a living a slow life in the country. That that really uh, that really was the catalyst as to how I maneuver, how I maneuver. And I also love the fact that it was in relative close proximity. To other cities, like if I wanted to venture out and just dip my toe in the city life for a day or for the weekend, again, Charleston was a half hour away. Columbia's a uh Columbia's an hour and a half away. Savannah's two hours, Charlotte's three hours. I can forty-five minutes from the beach, three hours from the mountains. So everything is pretty within relative close proximity, but Whenever I'm ready to leave the city, I always got Long Ridge welcoming me back with open arms. And just like the good brother Most Def said, I've been plenty, I've been in plenty of places in my life and time. And regardless where home is, son, home is mine. And that's going to do it for this episode of Since We Last Spoke. Make sure you like, download, and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm at Danny Foxworth843. You can find all of the video versions of all my episodes for Since We Last Spoke and my baseball podcast at The Plate. And make sure y'all tune in. And until next time, y'all be good.
Peace.